We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the Bart Winkler Show. This is a podcast that centers around Wisconsin sports. I'm a Wisconsin sports guy, born and bred a decade or so in the Milwaukee sports media landscape. And now I do a podcast. Get some pinch hit work on CBS Sports Radio. Couldn't be more happy to do it. And I have a lot I need to just spit out right now. And I'm thankful that you're here. And I'm just going to throw out all my thoughts against the wall, see what sticks. I'm kind of in a shitty mood, I think. Sports world's got me got me all tied up and twisted. And not the way I like to be, I must say. Later on this episode, Matt Pauley from KMOX of St. Louis will join us. I talked to Matt Pauley on Friday. He covers the Cardinals. He used to cover the Brewers, sort of. Pauley kind of got a raw deal. I kind of allude to it. He's too nice of a guy to say anything. But he was the play-by-play guy for the Colorado Springs Sky Sox. Remember them? The Brewers' old AAA team. So then he got a job with the Brewers, and I think there was some assumption or promise or something that there could be some play-by-play work for him. They kind of just stuck him on a post-game show. And on weekday afternoons, when they had the biggest audience, they didn't let him do his post-game show. This is the flagship station. And so the main post-game show, even with the flagship station doing a post-game show, was still 1250's Tim Allen. We'd go for hours at a time talking about the game, and the flagship would go right back to uh, talking about the traffic, of which there's, like, little traffic. There's When is the Milwaukee traffic jam? 7.45 to 8.05? And like 345 to 415. And then there might be a highway shutdown because someone's shooting at one of the barricades. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. But uh Polly would Polly would not get the do the postgame show. So he's in a really good spot though. He's from St. Louis. He works at a station where his dad used to work. And he's doing a broadcast from the stadium and he's a part of the Cardinals coverage. I think he called some innings in spring training. I think he got to do that. I'm not sure. I also don't ask him about that, but him and I recorded on Friday morning and I would see him a lot in the Miller park press box when we were both there. And I really uh, took a liking to Matt. He also did the play by play for UWGB women's. And I think he did a bunch of Bryant and Stratton stuff. Um, before they got mad at me because they didn't think I could host a show solo. They thought I was too immature after Chuck left. Again, I don't know what kind of mood I'm in right now, so I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. But isn't that kind of what got me to this point in my career? Talking in a basement at 8 o'clock at night for a Monday morning podcast to be posted? Someone tried to rattle me up about, uh, and maybe it worked. Uh, I think I posted about John Morant. Look, this idiot can't be flashing guns. His employer told him not to, and he did it anyway. 
And I know, I understand. There's probably nothing illegal about it. I mean, was the gun registered? What state was it? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's looking at this and saying he should be arrested. But what they're looking at is a guy who was told not to do something, apologized sincerely for it, and then went and did it again. You know who that reminds me of? Me. Will Kane, former ESPN guy and future Tucker Carlson wannabe, says, explain to me something. Does John Morant not have Second Amendment rights? Can he not do what he wants outside of his work environment if it's still legal? It may be stupid, but I don't know what he's done to be suspended. Will Kane doesn't give two shits about this story, first of all. He's just somebody whose job it is to rile people up, to keep the culture wars aflame. And that's what happened here. This John Morant thing really turned into a Second Amendment thing real quick. Why? Because we... I don't even think people know how to, I don't think people are stupid. Mm. I, I think the problem is we don't debate anymore in facts and logic. We debate our feelings. We debate what we feel, not what is true or not true. So that's how things delve into this madness so quickly. But the job to answer Will's question, like, I have a First Amendment right, the right to free speech. Yet when my bosses tell me, stop getting drunk and tweeting shit about Bill Michaels at night or we're going to fire you, I better stop tweeting about Bill Michaels when I'm drunk at night or I'll get fired. And I've done what I've done what Jaws done. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. I just thought that it could be okay. Why am I held to a different standard? You just are. You're on the radio. You can't be talking shit about another person. You make $35 million a year and you're an NBA player and you're a role model. We'd prefer if you weren't flashing guns all the time. It's pretty much that simple. Now, Will then goes to argue that employers have too much say over how people behave. Maybe, but that, that that's not it's not like it's not like he's a construction worker going home and having orgies. He's a public guy doing a public thing. It's totally different. And he know, Will knows that. He's just debating in his feelings. Speaking of feelings, I am furious at Joel Embiid and the uh, Sixers. I don't even like them. It's the Celtics and Heat, and it's the Lakers and Nuggets. The same Final Four as the bubble, which sucks, because I do think that legitimizes it. I thought the bubble was trash. Maybe it was basketball at its purest form. I mean, they're not traveling. They're just hooping. All, all they were doing was hooping. Just go to the gym and meet me at the gym in two days. We'll hoop. Best team wins. And now, three years later, those same teams are all in it. There's been some changes, sure. Different coach here, different role player there. But it's Jokic, LeBron, AD, Jimmy Butler, his gang of scrubs, Tatum, Brown, that whole Celtics team, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, I've been saying for years the bubble is fake news. Fake news? Remember that? The bubble's legit. How can it not be? Same thing happened four years later, three years later. Bucks got beaten five in the bubble. That had never happened in real life. In, in real life, the Heat would never shoot this way against the Bucks. Heat shot that way against the Bucks. Oh, I'll get to the Sixers in a minute. Speaking of the Bucks, don't hire Monty Williams. You're not hiring the one guy Bud outcoach in the playoffs, okay? You're not doing that. Party crashing Monty Williams. Also, don't hire Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's been doing interviews for 10 years. If Mark Jackson was going to have a coaching job in the last 10 years, he would have had a coaching job in the last 10 years. Uh, the gate, I, I heard that he, he flew in before he went to Boston. He flew into Milwaukee airport. He flew into gate C, yourself the fuck out of here. Don't coach my basketball team. I mean, I, 
I see a lot of people tweeting that they'd be done with the Bucks. Mark Jackson would be the kind of guy to he would he's not a good coach. He might be like smart at basketball. Maybe I'm still trying to figure that out watching the broadcast. But I I I don't think he's good for an organization. And we'll see what kind of uh, person the Bucks bring in here. Are they going to bring in a former player? Is there a way they hire back Jason Kidd? Is there a way they hire Bud back? Say, actually, girl, you want to come back over? My other shorty didn't show. I don't know. Joel Embiid trolling Giannis. That's the only way I can take it. Because he's he's referencing Giannis's quotes about failure after they lose game seven. And he starts chuckling. He's doing like Catskills comedy. For me, I just look at it, you know, it's a good step. Um, like someone say um, it was not a failure, you know, steps of success. Um, but yeah, you just gotta, you know, it's tough. Um, but, you know. Whatever. He's laughing after a game seven. He played like dog shit. I feel bad for the Sixers fans. Again, I do not like the Sixers. Who am I rooting for, Celtics or Heat? I don't know. When do they play? Wednesday? I'm going to turn on that game, and I think that's when my body will tell me. Because I hate the Heat, and then I hate the Sixers. And then I think I was reminded this year that I actually hate the Heat more than the Sixers. But in watching these two series, the Celtics beating... Or no, the Heat and Celtics. I'm confusing everyone now. But the Celtics beating the Sixers bothered me more than the Heat beating the Knicks. So I think I hate the Celtics more. We'll find out. I'm 100% rooting for the Lakers over the Nuggets. I can't stand Jokic. I just cannot stand him. You know, maybe it's just one of those things. There's this guy at my kid's daycare, hates my guts. Don't know why. Think it's from the radio. I tried to be nice to him. He's just not into it. Maybe he just hates me. There's just some people you just hate. And I don't like Jokic. Plus, I have a $10 ticket at Pato to win $175 for the Lakers to win the West. I'd feel pretty good about cashing that one in. Build up a little bankroll for when... We go to Vegas for that Packer game. That'd be good. I need to trash the Sixers more. First, happyplacehemp.com. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Hey, it's my birthday coming up this week. Give me a present by ordering from happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off. That just happens to be how old I'm going to be. A big 2.5. My face looks 100, but I'll be 25. No, I'm going to be... 39, which gave me a realization that I'm basically 40. Jesus. I might have to find a job. I I, I, like hacking this in my 30s, I think is pretty fun. Am I going to be 40 doing this? Is it that big of a difference? I don't know. A lot of people podcast, right? I don't know. Maybe that guy, like I said, that guy got in my brain. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART. 25% off each and every order that you get with them. Happyplacehemp.com. The gummies, the tinctures, the CBD. I'm going to stop in there this week uh, and kind of refresh everybody on what they have and what it does. Probably going to need a gummy tonight because I am, I mean, I'm, I'm not tense, but I'm not. I could be in a better headspace and that'll help me knock me out good. And, uh, you know, long busy weekend with mother's day, knock me right out. CBD, CBN. That's the purple one. I'll take. Uh, actually, I'll probably take one of the uh, Delta eights tonight. Tonight's a Delta eight night. Happy Promo code is Bart. We'll come back. I got to rip on the Sixers and then we'll talk to Matt Pauly on the Bart Winkler show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. I'm so pissed at the Sixers. You know that on Sunday, it was the 10-year anniversary of when Sam Hankey became the general manager. And he said, trust the process. And if I'm the Sixers, like, I saw you draft Jalil Okafor, a center, the year after you drafted a center at three. I saw you draft Markel Fultz. You know, back-to-back years they could have had, they drafted in the top three, Simmons. They could have had Brown, and then the next year they could have had Tatum. And those are the guys that constantly kick their ass. The Sixers in the last five years, I believe, in four of them, they've made it to the conference semifinals, round two, and then lost. The other one, they got swept by the Celtics in the first round. They sold a fake bill of goods to their fans. They keep trying to get another veteran in. They let Jimmy Butler go. For James Harden, who had a great game one and then fell off. You know, I I think that, hell, maybe Doc's been fired already. I think that Doc needs to go. Does anyone live off one title more than Doc Rivers? 2008, this guy wins it. Otherwise, he's 17 and 33 in elimination games, which is pretty unfathomable if you think about it. So he'll be fired. Sixers are going to need a coach. I don't want Doc. I guess I want Kenny Atkinson. Maybe Sam Cassell, Ty Lu. I don't want Nurse. I don't want Monty Williams. I don't want Mark Jackson. Who else have we interviewed? Vinny Del Negro. Uh, who else? Who else is out there? I mean, we're just interviewing random ass dudes. Hubie Brown want another chance? Uh, seriously. Whoa, what about Bo Ryan? I don't know. Hire somebody. This is tough. This is tough. When you fire a coach, this isn't like the Jason Kidd situation where the building was burning, get out, find a new house. They hired a coach, they don't know who to hire. And sometimes that's okay. You're seeing pressure, though. You're seeing these teams really feel pressure to win. And you're seeing how irrelevant regular seasons are. Because Monty Williams has had four fine regular seasons, fine enough. But he blew a 2-0 lead in the finals and then got his ass kicked against the Mavs and then against the Suns. Um, Not against the Suns, the uh, Nuggets. That Suns performance was about as bad as I've ever seen until Game 7. I was on the radio when that happened, CBS Sports Radio, and I was just furious. I couldn't believe it. I took a break at halftime. They were up three. Then I did a whole segment on the NFL schedule or some bullshit. And then I came back, and they were down like 20. The Celtics have won that quarter 33 to 10 in the third. Just an absolute, like, I'm just, sometimes you watch sports and I don't even, I, there's not a part of me that even likes the Sixers. Not even, not even a tiny part. And I am just outraged. And I feel outraged for their fans who I don't even like. 
I don't like Sixers fans. But they 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 thought 10 years ago, like the team had a vision. And sure, sometimes you have a vision, it doesn't play out, but they drafted bad at every move. They fucked up every free agency situation. Al Horford was another guy they had. He beat him again. I mean, it's just like, how bad can you be? Doc will be gone. Harden's going back to Houston, I think. I mean, there's Sixers fans talking about it, but why keep Joel Embiid? He's not a winner. God, who had a good tweet? Uh, was it Ben Kenny? He said, leave it to me to think a group of losers would not lose. I mean, they suck. They are losers. Doc's a loser. Harden's a loser. and Embiid's a loser. I'm not calling them losers. I'm saying that's what they do. They lose. Celtics go up six at the end of one. I thought they might have it. I thought the Sixers were going on to face the heat. Then I'd root for the Sixers. I'd root for the Lakers. Get that rematch from 20 years ago that we all hated. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I don't like AD. I do like LeBron. When he's not overacting. I don't like Jokic. I don't like Mike Malone. I don't like the Heat. I I don't like the Celtics. What an awful Final Four. No basketball on Monday night. I will be live Monday night after the Brewers. And speaking of, wow, big sweep. And is Yelich back? And not facetiously this time. Because the first home run that he hit on Saturday, Brewers sweep the Royals over the weekend. The first home run he hit on Saturday looked like 2018. You know what I mean? He's hit home runs since then, but that looked like 2018. Brewers beat the Royals on Friday 5-1. They beat them on Saturday 4-3. They put up a seven spot in the third on Sunday and win 9-1 against old friend Jordan Lyles. Yelly homered again in that game. So the Brewers get the sweep. It looks like the Cardinals are about to get the sweep. And I mentioned Matt Pauley, KMOX, and when I started talking to Matt, they were in last place in the division, and their season looked like it was over. But as we talked about, he thought there was still plenty of time to turn around, and and there definitely is, especially for a team like that. But now, while still in last place, I mean, their record's still going to be poor, but they are not out of it within any means. This NL Central, it's not the AL East here. Brewers sitting a game and a half up on the Pirates. Uh, should St. Louis win, what, it'll be seven and a half or so? They can cut that down to 5-4 with this series. And it's the middle of May. So if you are and don't check standings till Memorial Day, guy, by the time it's Memorial Day, Cardinals could be right around 500 right in this thing. The prevailing thought is the Pirates are 22-19, and 19, the Cubs are 19-21, and 21, the Reds are 18-22, and 22, the Cardinals are 15 and 25 pending Sunday night. Who's the scariest team of that bunch? It's still St. Louis. And that's one of the things I talked about when I caught up with Matt Pauley, former Brewers postgame show host at WTMJ in Milwaukee, now with KMOX in St. Louis. You know, what happened was, and we talk about a lot of different things on this show, but I think the one thing is the. Uh, the adjustments, you know, that some of our teams are going to have to have, including Green Bay losing a legend in the offseason, that being Matt Pauley from UWGB <laughs> Girls Basketball. That sucks, man. How you doing? I'm good. It's great to see you. Great to be on with you. I uh, I watch so many of your, your post-game live streams. I did that during the playoffs. Uh, really enjoy what you're doing. I I especially enjoy the, the community that you've built up, like the 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 regulars who come on uh, come on your show, and you just um, there's so much a part of it. Like it's really fun. You and I do things very differently, and I always appreciate people who can like do things that I wouldn't be especially good at. And watching you and the way you do this whole thing, uh, I, I always really appreciate it. You don't like to go on YouTube and get hammered with people and talk about how much you hate your favorite teams. That's not I your think- thing. Yeah, no, that's not really the uh, that's not really the Matt Polly brand. Uh, but I, 
I appreciate when you do it. I, I'm, I'm a little jealous actually. Like I, I don't know if I keep my job if I'm doing live streams at night where I've had a few drinks and I, uh, I'm just, I'm jealous that you can do that. So there you go. Well, I'm jealous. You have a 401k, so <laughs> you know, a little bit. Well, six in one, half dozen in the other. Uh, Matt Pauly was with WTMJ for a while um, with the Brewers post games. You may remember him uh, after Brewers games. He would get five minutes to talk about what happened. Now he is with KMOX, legendary signal in St. Louis, covering the Cardinals. Before we get into that disaster. You're a St. Louis guy. I mean, this is a dream come true for you. So believe it or not, I'm actually happy when I see other people succeed. So I'm happy to see you succeed. That's super nice of you. And I, I loved my time in Milwaukee, the the people, I miss the people. That's the number one thing you mentioned UWGB women's basketball from a career standpoint. That's probably the thing that I do miss the most being able to broadcast those games. And that's a really special program up there. Uh, but yeah, be growing up in St. Louis, my dad worked for KMOX in the 60s. He was the producer of the show that I'm now hosting at night. So just that whole kind of full circle thing, walking into the station every day and seeing all the awards and everything that's up on the wall. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing. So I'm really happy with where I'm at right now. So is that why you got into radio because of your dad? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly. You know, He wasn't really in radio once uh, once I came around, but... I knew the stories and the history and everything, and it kind of run in my family. And he did media stuff. So that's kind of how it started. My first radio job was actually in high school at a local sports station in St. Louis. I did. My parents let me do the overnight board hopping on weekends, uh, like from midnight to 6 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights into Saturday Sundays. And, yeah, that's kind of where I started to really fall in love with radio. I just – because my dad was a teacher. My mom – I don't even know. I mean, she raised the four boys, but then who knows how she made money? Not like anything weird, but um, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how I got into it. I just kind of did. So it's it's cool to see. Like that's that's great. Your dad was producing a show that you're on. I mean, I would I would think about that every time I sit down. Yeah, I've actually recently I've kind of been thinking about it more for some reason. Uh, Mike Shannon, the former Cardinal broadcaster, passed away recently. And my dad did a little bit of work with him. And that kind of, I had a long conversation with my dad about that. And that kind of stirred up some memory. So, yeah, I've been thinking about it a, a little bit more recently. And uh, it's cool. I'll get emails from random people sometimes saying, oh, I worked with your dad back in whatever. And it's great to hear you. So it's it's fun. It's really cool. And you mentioned the station. I mean, KMOX is a, is a legendary station. Uh, and to, to know the people who sat in that seat before me, like, what the heck am I doing? I'm... I'm nobody. And uh, to see the people who were there before me is pretty cool. Yeah, I think most people in Milwaukee would agree with that. Uh, you being a nobody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm nobody kidding. misses me. I know it. What do you mean? They're like, who's that guy that used to be here? Joe Block? No, no, that other guy. Uh, Jim Powell? No, that guy that was on. I never heard of him. Yeah. But you're thriving, and that's good to see. And now you finally get to cover the Cardinals when they are absolute dog shit, my mm -hmm. words. Um, we are talking on Friday before we go into the Brewers-Cardinals series. Brewers have a three-game set in St. Louis to start this week. Cardinals have the Red Sox, Brewers have the Royals. We'll see what happens in those respective series. But either way, the Cardinals are not going to have a winning record by the times the team match up talking to you right now i believe it's 13 and 25 it's bad yeah, games in NL central yeah no central that looks right for the taking and i think like i guess first of all tell me what's going on uh because I've, I've been bad with watching brewers so far this year i certainly haven't watched too much cardinals but i do enjoy seeing when the cardinals lose all the time how is this happening it's a great question. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed this is the this is my favorite, and this probably won't be true by the time this airs. My favorite weird thing of this of uh, the way things are going right now, the New York Yankees and the Pittsburgh Pirates have the exact same record. The Pirates are a first place team, and the Yankees are a last place team. It's it's ridiculous, and that just shows how bad the NL Central is. And that's why I'm not freaking out about the Cardinals because even being eight games back as we're talking. Eight, eight games is not an end of the world sort of thing. And I still think the Cardinals have the most talent of any team in the NL Central. 
that I think there's a few things going on. First off, starting pitching has just not been good at all. They're pitching to about a five ERA, uh, and everybody's trying to find somebody to blame for it. You know, they brought in Wilson Contreras uh, from the Cubs in the offseason, and supposedly the starters don't really like throwing to him. So they removed him from the starting catching position, and uh, he's now only DHing. So it was the largest free agent contract in the history of the organization, and he lost his job as the catcher. Eventually, he's going to be catching again. Uh, but that the, they tried to kind of blame him. The team ERA has gone up since he has not been catching, so I don't think he was the problem. Uh, I, I think there was a reliance on Yadier Molina that maybe the organization did not even realize was there. Molina was so good at what he did. Pitchers never had to think for themselves. Managers were consulting Molina during the game on things to do. Uh, one of our sports cliches is, you know, a coach on the field. Well, they they had that in Molina, and I just I, I don't think they realized what they had in him and his impact on the organization. And that's a big part of what they're trying to kind of fight through right now. Yeah. If you don't trust your catcher, you don't like throwing to him and you sign him to a big deal. Like at some point you have to figure out a way for that to work. And so I don't know that. I mean, the rumor of they never threw him in the outfield. Did they, was that just something? No, they said they might, but then they, they came back off that very quickly. So how does this like, you don't like practice and then play the game in a 162 game season. The only way it's going to get better is if he catches. Yeah. I think what they're doing a lot of like talking through, like during games, you'll see video, you know, of him in the dugout sitting next to the pitching coach. And I think they're like talking through the sequencing of pitches. Like, what would you call here? What would you call here? This is why almost like teaching the, which is really weird. This is a guy who is the starting catcher for the National League All-Star team and won a World Series as a starting catcher. So I don't I don't understand all this. Evidently, the Cardinals ask more of their catchers than most other organizations out there. And maybe that was just a Molina thing. You can't expect him to be Molina. At the end of the day, here's the frustrating thing. Contreras will put his glove up somewhere and the pitch will go somewhere that's nowhere near where his glove is set up. That's not a Contreras issue. That's a starting pitching issue. Like, throw the pitch where you're supposed to. You, if the, We make so much of pitch selection and pitch sequence and things like that. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter as much as we make it out to be. Have conviction in your pitch and throw it where you're supposed to throw it. And more often than not, you're going to be successful. And the Cardinals have just kind of let this group of starting pitchers go out time and time again. And they just keep throwing them out there. And yet we're 20 some odd games or 30 some odd games, whatever it is into the season. And it's Contreras, who's the first guy who kind of loses his job. He's going to be the starting catcher again. The team's at its best. Right now, Tyler O'Neill's injured. When he's back, just the roster doesn't work with Contreras uh, not catching. But it's just a really, really weird situation at the moment. You know, um, we have ripped on and criticized Cardinals fans and, you know, we don't like them. We think they're spoiled and entitled and freak out too much when they lose or have a bad period of time. And then we realize that, that that's kind of like what Packer fans are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're pretty similar in that way. And I got I to gotta imagine if the Packers get out and start badly, it's going to be a disaster around here, even knowing that they've moved on to a new quarterback. The fan reaction, that's what I'm hearing about a lot, is booing and people not showing up. Like, how bad has it been for fans to watch a team that sucks? Because they haven't, for now, because they haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, the vocal group of fans want everybody fired, want Oliver Marmel fired, want John Mozeliak fired. It doesn't matter the track record that someone like a John Mozeliak has and getting this team to the playoffs and putting together very good rosters year after year after year. None of that seems to matter to a lot of fans right now. Uh, the there is boo, there was as loud of boo. They went on a eight or nine game losing streak. Uh, the boos that existed during uh, towards the end of that losing streak was something I've never seen. And look, they're they're still drawing. They're still St. Louis. They're still the Cardinals. They're still going to bring in a ton of people uh, when you compare it to the rest of baseball. But the last Friday home game, there was a lot of empty seats and. Uh, it was. It felt odd, and I think that's what probably gets the attention of ownership more than anything else. This is a. This is an organization that relies on attendance more than 
host other organizations for what they want to do. So when all of a sudden people stop showing up, if that becomes a trend, if that continues on, I think that is the thing that can prompt some change. Yeah, I think in talking, maybe it was uh, Mike Clemens that I talked to about. It was somebody. I want to give proper reference. But when McCarthy got fired, it wasn't so much that they were struggling or lost to the Arizona Cardinals. It was Mark Murphy in the front office looked around the stadium and noticed how empty it was. And we're like, we can't, we can't have this. I, I ultimately, I agree with you. Like the Cardinals are better than how they're playing. And I talked about this last week, maybe threw a poll up on it about who do you fear more? The pirates with their record or the Cardinals with their record. And it's like 89% yeah. Cardinals because, um, the phrase Cardinal devil magic. And it's not even that like they're just a better, they're a better team than what they've been playing. Like, and in baseball, 162 games, an expanded postseason. they have, they are, they are at least afforded a little bit more time to be like this. Like the A's are trash. The white Sox are probably in some trouble. You know, some of these other teams just based on their organization, but for a team like the Cardinals, that's used to winning that has talent. Just don't dig yourself too deep of a hole. Have a good month in the second half of the summer. Sneak into the playoffs. And then baseball is such a crapshoot that um, I think a lot of those fans are going to be deleting tweets come October or, or September or whenever. Yeah. Yeah, I get I hear from fans all the time. They're so, well, now because they're 12 games under 500, they have to play 691 ball like the rest of the way to get to this point. And I it. I understand why people are saying that. I'm, I'm not as smart as other people. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. So I go with the really simple basic math. They're eight games back. If they win one more game than all the other teams in the, uh, in the National League Central per week, they're in first place in two months. Uh, and you, you don't think the Cardinals can go win one more game than the Brewers, one more game than the Cubs, one more game than the Pirates every week, even if it's one more game every two weeks. Then they're in first place in four months from now. So people try to make a really big deal of how far back they are. And I get it. The record's horrible. They have the worst record in the National League. I'm not trying to sit here and say that it's anything but a horrible start to the season. But I'm a big believer in talent wins out, and they have plenty of time to fix this. Brewers and the Cardinals have a three-game set. Uh, I will be live on the 15th on Monday night. I've been doing Monday night lives just because I miss – doing the uh, Bucks stuff. Uh, and it's also an easy show to press send and record to. But, you know, I, I do miss uh, that. And I just, you know, I haven't gotten into the Brewers as much as I should. I've been super into the NBA. And I don't know if you know about me, but I do national radio. So I'm kind of a big deal and have to follow the NBA. Um, with the Brewers and the Cardinals, though, that's certainly going to be something that, that we pay attention to. This has been a rivalry or at least – these teams have been connected for years all the way back to the 82 world series where like if the Cubs get, I feel like if for a Cardinals fan, the rivals, the Cubs at like 90 points out of a hundred and the Brewers might get like two. We hate the Cardinals. Do they even care about us at all? Don Draper. They, they, because the Brewers have been the better team in recent years, there is more of a focus on the Brewers for Cardinals fans. Um, but just because of the immediate past history, the last four, five, six years where the Brewers have been pretty good. If if it wasn't like that, no, the Brewers would not matter to the Cardinals the way the Cubs do. From a fan standpoint, not from a team standpoint, but from a fan standpoint. Are you like keeping an eye still, or are you like you don't even care about the Brewers anymore? Oh no, I, I keep an eye on. It. I like seeing what's going on. I think um, I didn't. So when the season got started, my prediction actually was Cardinals first place, Cubs second place, Brewers third place. I didn't really believe in the Brewers very much. To the Brewers' credit, I think some of these young guys on the team are are stepping up. I think the future is a little bit more brighter for that team, even if there's a future without a Corbin Burns and without a Brandon Woodruff, which seems somewhat likely uh, over the next few years. I think you're seeing this next group of player come in who's going to be a really good group. So I think Brewers fans have a lot of reason to be excited about their future. I don't know what the pitching is going to look like in the future. It seems like they're, they're in this period where maybe they're going from an era of having really good pitching to being more led by the position players. But I think that young group of position players is pretty darn good for the Brewers. Bush Stadium is the last stadium I cried in uh, when they 
when they when the Brewers won in 2018, I got to be there and I was doing some post game stuff and was like sitting alone in that stadium at night, reflecting and and uh, on the radio. I wasn't just like sitting there crying. I, eh, maybe I was embellishing a little bit, but I was kind of emotional and it was great. But the thing that I remember the most about that, uh, it was developing. I think it's pretty much developed is the difference between the outside of the stadium. It's a zone down there in St. Louis. You can you can enjoy yourself. You can do stuff. Mm-hmm. Brewers, I just, man, I wish this. You know, they almost built the stadium 40 miles uh, west of Milwaukee, like in Oconomowoc, which would have been awful. Yeah, there was a bunch of different places they were looking at. That was one of them. I feel like they need to have what the Cardinals have. They need some sort of this tailgating stuff is for the birds, man. Yeah, so the Cardinals have this thing called Ballpark Village that's right connected to it, and it's completely built up, and there's bars and restaurants and a big, like, outdoor area with huge screens and everything. It's not quite to what uh, the, the Deer District is for the Bucks, but it's still – it's a really nice thing, and it's very cool. And I I leave the ballpark generally maybe an hour and a half after games get over, and – there's always still stuff going on. The bars are all open. Everybody's out having fun. It can be midnight or later. And it's a it's a really cool deal. Downtown St. Louis has issues, has lots of issues. It's not the safest place uh, in the world if there's not events going on. But when there's a Cardinals game, and really, so the corridor right now uh, around that area, because you have that, you have the Enterprise Center where the Blues play. And then I know you're a soccer guy. There's now St. Louis City SC, the MLS team, and the the stadium that they play in city park is magnificent and it's just down the road as well. So when there's things going on uh, and there's some other theaters and other venues kind of in that area as well, when there's things going on, it's a really, really cool area. When there's not things going on, I would avoid it. If uh, tomorrow you and I both showed up in the Miller park press box or whatever it's called, who would be talked behind people's backs more me or you oh that's a great question i mean i don't totally know your relationship i don't know what people really feel about me there either like i see brewers people you know i saw i was at the winter meetings and i saw the brewers contingent there like i'm always very i'm not unfriendly with people there's there's certainly people that uh i'm not a big fan of uh but they're not so much directly connected to the brewers with a uh outside of a small group so maybe you maybe you but i don't know maybe me i I don't know what do you think that's a do people talk about me behind my back no i i think a lot of people forgot about you okay that's that's the way it should be that's what i want i don't want people to remember me (laughs) i don't think you want to remember being here no i do i there are so many like it's the people i really really miss um it became very clear that my career had completely stalled and there was no chance for it to uh, progress forward anymore. So I was at a point where I had to leave, but uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoyed living there. I don't know. People, people like, people are afraid to admit if they like me, they'll like me, but not, it's like when you, uh, it's like talking about your political party, kind of, mm-hmm. it's like you throw tea leaves and if you realize that you're different parties, you don't like talk about it. But then if if you say something like, yeah, Winkler said something funny. And then the other person likes me, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. We as a society have lost the ability to disagree with people and not make it personal. Like, I know there's probably a lot of things in life that I disagree with you, Bart but we're still pals. We're still friends. There's nothing you can say or do that's going to ruin that. You're, you're my friend from, for life. I'm sorry to tell you, you may not want that. Uh, and I think if more people live their lives, being able to separate out who people are as human beings and just whatever they happen to believe in, whether it's a sports take or whether it's a political take, we'd be in a little bit better spot as a, uh, as a society. Well, one thing we do agree on is that Chuck Freeman's the biggest piece of shit we've both ever met. <laughs> I did not say that. We love friends. We he did uh I, every time I see on his social media where he's doing the Dennis Krause uh, roundtable show, I'm like, man, I missed that because I used to do that show every once in a while. And sometimes I would do it with Chuck, and I I missed the roundtable. I 
I maybe they can invite me on and I'll make the seven hour drive just to do an appearance on the round table. Krause's never had me on. He won't do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know I don't why. Know maybe he's talking about you behind your back. I mean, we've got along when we've met. He won't have me on. Are you, um, did you go on Chuck's podcast yet at all? Cause he did like a whole thing where he's like, I'm going to have Paulie on Paulie. I don't think he ever asked you. No, I didn't know he did a thing. I, I didn't know he even did a thing. I would go. Chuck, if you're if you're watching slash listening, you know my number. Call me up. We'll 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 do it. Because I was talking on uh, my last show, I was like, "Yeah, Brewers play the Cardinals." You know, maybe I'll reach out to Paulie. And then I was like, "No, I, I'm going to because I just heard Chuck do that for eight minutes, and then he never had you on. I just assumed he never reached out, and I think I was right, huh? Yeah, I um. So Tim Allen has reached out a couple times to me, and the timing just has not worked. And I would go on Tim's show without problem. They tend to ask me to do it when I am on the air live. And that's just, that doesn't really work for me. So if they ask me when I'm not on the air live, I'm all in. Uh, You've obviously asked me, hopefully this is not my only appearance with you because I enjoy doing this. Uh, My, uh, my former employer, I don't, uh, I don't expect them to be uh, sending out any invitation anytime soon. You know, I, I joked that you did a 10 minute post game show, but like Tim used to be on the air with us for two hours and they give him like eight minutes. Now they really boned him, but he's on the air, but he deserves more time. I would, um, sometimes I would get done and I would be driving home and I would be listening to Tim and I would be going, man, did I, it's not good when I'm on the flagship station and the other guy is going longer than me. Yeah. Well, our station don't exist anymore, so no need to worry about that. And Maybe you're gone. Someday. Again. Mm, hard to say. <laughs> Matt Pauly, KMOX, his dream job. Got a good 401k, nice family. Good for you, you bastard. Yeah. We, can, we can talk Paw Patrol, too, when you start talking about family. My daughter is actually upstairs right now watching Paw Patrol. Uh, my kid is not watching episodes anymore. He's watching YouTube people play with toys. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Paw Patrol Live came to St. Louis. We wanted to go. It was so expensive. We couldn't afford it. The cheapest tickets were $40 before all the handling fees. So that turns out to like 55 bucks a ticket. We're not going to drop 150 bucks for three people to go to Paw Patrol Live. People make a big deal out of how much it costs to go to games. You can get... If you want to go to a Brewers game cheap, you can you can find cheap tickets. You want to go to Paw Patrol Live cheap? It's not happening. For Brewers games, I wait until the game starts and I sit outside and then I buy on StubHub for like three bucks. Right. There's ways to do it. But no, there, I there, there's not a good resale for Paw Patrol. Do no. you uh do you do you, does she like Blippy? Uh, I don't think so. Do you know Blippy? I'm not familiar with Blippy. Keep them out of your daughter's life. I think there's certain shows that my wife has said she cannot watch, and I feel like that might be one of them. I don't let my kids watch. Uh, my kid watch when other kids are playing with the toys. Okay. Like if it's an if it's an unboxing or if it's some weird adult, you know, and they, he's off screen, that's fine. But that stupid Ryan's World kid that has his own aisle at Target. Not familiar. Yeah, don't be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my kid also swears a lot, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have not gotten that with my four-year-old daughter. He, uh, what did he say yesterday? I think we were watching TV. And he's like, who's that dumb bitch? Whoa. <laughs> because I say that. Sure. But what I've told him is, and I said this the other day, but we, he can swear if it's just us two crazy guys. Okay. Yeah. Is that going well? No. Okay. Yeah. We have, uh, we've keep this swearing away from my daughter so far. No, my son she goes to a nice word. Christian school. So, you know, we're, we're avoiding that. My son knows every word. Uh, I'm a bad dad. Matt, yeah. good to see you. I miss good you. To see you. I miss you. And uh, yeah, thanks for doing this.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks again to Matt Pauley. YouTube video should be up on the Dan Shaney insurance stream. DanShaney.com for all your insurance needs. Home, auto, work. His goal is to find you the best package that fits you, and he wants to save you money. So definitely worth a phone call, DanShaney.com. If your insurance is like, why is it this expensive? Or just call him. And shit on me for a little bit. He's been listening a while. He knows all the jokes. You throw toilet wings at him, he'll catch them. He knows. DanShaney.com. Quick thing here, and then we'll talk about, I got a Packer note to talk about. The uh, Father's Day deal is coming up at Omaha Steaks. Hope you had a good Mother's Day. The Father's Day deal is coming up. And you can get the promo code BART at checkout, and you get $30 off your qualifying order. So they put together different Father's Day packages, uh, and you're looking at like $149, but then you get 30 off with my code. Uh, this has been the package. This has been the time that we've used it the most in my family history, code or no code. My grandpa, my late grandpa, my mom's dad always did the Omaha Steaks. Before I even knew what Omaha Steaks was, there'd be this package of uh, frozen meat at our door. And they'd grill it up, the air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, the burgers, the franks, the caramel apple tartlets. Check it all out, omahasteaks.com. Good Father's Day package, great gift. Uh, Can get a bunch of meals out of it. So check it out, omahasteaks.com. The promo code is BART, B-A-R-T. Minimum order may be required. See site for details. Mason Crosby's wife tweeted... And then people started freaking out. Um, Well, first of all, Jonathan Owens is a Packer. They needed safety help. But we don't know Jonathan Owens as a player. We know him as the guy who married Simone Biles. And so Simone Biles is going to be living in Green Bay for a little bit. It's a year-long contract. We'll see how long he's here. But she's like, where should we go? What should we do? We need some suggestions. And she goes to social media and, as for suggestions, as one does. And somebody gave her a suggestion, and that somebody was the wife of Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby's wife said, Sad we will miss you. We just ended a 16-year run with the team. That being said, I've got some stuff I need to share with you. Little city, big heart, blah, blah. And so everyone sees this and starts freaking out that Mason Crosby's not going to come back. Guys, the Packers drafted a kicker in the fifth round. Mason Crosby is not coming back. He is no longer a Green Bay Packer. He is done. He is off the team. Mason Crosby is gone. It shouldn't have taken his wife recommending chives to a U.S. Olympian to tell you that. They drafted a kicker. Got a Carl's Place voicemail, carlvt.com backslash Bart. This is from Vincent in Anaheim. Lord only knows what he's talking about. He probably just found out that Carl's Place has golf simulators. Check them out, build your own. Here's Vincent in Anaheim. Hey, what's up, Bart? Me, Vincent, in Anaheim, California. Yo, man, what's up? 
Hey, man, I'll keep it real, man. I try to be a little bit caught up. I'm almost a month behind. I just, I'm almost getting done with April 24th episode. Wow. And y'all, man, all y'all, y'all, y'all episodes are classic, man. Another classic. I like April 21st episode when you and uh, Toby, you know, uh, Toby all times that we're talking about ownerships and the professional sports and stuff like that, man. Shout out to Toby. What's up, man? You know what, man? XFL championship game going down. You know, hopefully y'all can check it out. Y'all DC defenders are going against my Arlington Renegades. You already know who I got. You know, Arlington Renegades will be holding up that trophy, player. <laughs> but anyway, man, yeah, so I like all the month behind. But, you know, I catch it up. Bart, you doing what you're doing, man. I got heading into that that dreaded, uh, you know, Bucks getting eliminated. So I love hearing the confidence some of your callers, some of your listeners are calling in and talking about, man. But it, it is what it is. That's sports. Uh, but also, man, I love some, when you guys are talking about the uh, Milwaukee Waves. That was comedy, man. You know, I have a quick little story. I'm also on a, on a Baltimore Blast type of guy anyway. Jesus. A, a funny thing, I used to work for a Goodwill over here in Orange County, California. And uh, a Goodwill store all the way over here in Anaheim had a Baltimore Blast bobblehead. And I was like, what the hell is a Baltimore Blast? You know, so I looked it up. It was like indoor, indoor soccer league or something like that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a Baltimore Blast fan. <laughs> so that's a pretty trippy, man, that, that that league's still going on, doing their thing. Hey, uh, and I get the hockey talk. You don't like it? <laughs> that's comedy too, man. Uh, I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. And hey, Chuck Freeman, player, do the show, man. I hope you and Chuck can do a show together, man. Happy, you know, happy place, half doing their thing, giving them all them CBD gummies. Hopefully, Chuck comes through, and uh, y'all do your thing, man. But anyway, Bart, don't worry, I'll be catching up uh, soon, I hope. And uh, but keep keep it up, Bart. You know what you're doing, you know. And that's that. And, hey, Rogers got traded. It is what it is. Uh, go pack, motherfucking go. And how about them Brewers? They Tim Shea, man. Congratulations on the job. Go Brewers. I right. hate. Vincent in Anaheim, as he said, he's on the April 24th episode. This is the May 15th episode, but I appreciate that with Vincent for calling in. 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART is the phone number. I did watch the XFL championship game in its entirety. You know, they had stopped play for a while because a cameraman got decked. Like, they stopped for 20 minutes. I don't even know if he's okay. I saw nothing on it. I'm tweeting on it, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm looking on Twitter. He Because his head snapped back. Let's see. He, there's, there's no news. Holy shit. I mean, is he okay? There's a guy that got hurt in the title game. And there's no news on him? Oh, my God. I would follow this story. Like, he, he was down and he didn't move. He, he got stretched. Anyway, geez. Sorry. I, if you didn't know, now you know. Uh, Ar- Arlington won. Vincent's team won. Arlington was 4-6 and six in this regular season. And they got into their division championship, even though a seven and three team in the other division didn't get in. They won their championship in the division, and then they beat my DC defenders. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the greatest football game of all time. It was entertaining. It was relatively close, or at least in striking distance. And it felt like a championship game. It really did. It felt like a championship game. I have no regrets watching it. I just hope the cameraman's okay. Man. Later this week, I will have Ryan Horvat on. We have done the win-lossing of the Packers schedule. Um, I think I said I'd play it today. We'll play it later in the week. I wanted to make sure to get Matt Pauley on here, talk some baseball, some Brewers Cardinals. And I will be going live after Brewers Cardinals night one. So anything you want to catch up with regarding anything I said here tonight, or if you want to uh, talk some... Brewers, of course, and see if Yelich is really back. That's what that's what we'll kind of be centered on. But these Monday night shows are going to be wherever you want to go with it. I plan to do Monday night live shows the rest of the month of May up until Memorial Day. 
which is two more. And then I do plan to be live after every NBA finals game. Uh, you know, and again, pending, if nobody shows up, well, then I'll, you know, stick my dick in between my legs and do a show by myself. But I just want to bring the community back together. Appreciate y'all. It's the Bart Winkler show. Live show after Brewers Cardinals on YouTube this evening, Monday night. We will talk to you then. Have a pleasant day. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.